guest joining us the second half of the show. It's a ghost hunter Ooh. from Tri-C Ghost Hunters of Ohio. We are so excited. Just in time for spooky season. Yes. So you will not want to miss the second half of our show um, to talk about an upcoming ghost hunting program that we have at the Liberty Branch Library. Is it this week? I feel like it's this week. It's mm-hmm. like coming up soon. Yes, yes. Within the next Wednesday. seven days. Yeah. Craziness. It is spooky season. Um, Hannah and I might have some news to break for you. Oh, boy. Um, if you follow politics, you have been surely hearing about Senator Senator Dianne Feinstein, who has been missing some committees, different things like that. And we have heard that Senator Feinstein has passed. Yes. Senator? Representative. Senator. Senator, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you heard it here first. Yeah. I know. We we just got we just got the news coming in and we're like oh maybe we can break it we're not a hard news program we're a very soft news program <laughs> very 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 soft news program all right well we're gonna get into books that are going to be more uplifting than notice of a senator's passing Hannah hi what have you been reading uh, I've been reading lots of things <laughs> spooky season things uh, we are for our book club on uh, our personal time uh are reading a book called babel are we well i'm trying <laughs> i'll you? be honest it's uh, the theme for this month is dark academia um i've been taking a little break from this book club but i'm trying to hop back in and uh it is 21 hours long i'm listening how you doing with that it's pedantic <laughs> this author Aww. wants you to know she went to oxford gosh darn it Aww. and she wants you to know she did her research and so it's rf Quang? Quang, yeah. Quang. K-U-A-N-G. Quang. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Anthony, Lizzie, if you're listening, <laughs> oh, big thumbs down so far. I'm, I'm 11 hours in and- Good for you. Makes me want to drive my car into the Olentangy. So, I have not started it because I am a failure <laughs> when it comes to our personal book club. I'm the worst <laughs> member of a book club. Uh, but tell us, what's, what's it about? What's the general concept? It is an alternate history set in like the 1820s and in this version of the world, um, naturally England is still a superpower and, but the world is powered by silver bars and language and spells are sort of cast on these silver bars. So like they make carriages rumble and they have one language that means this thing in English or another language and like the pair of the words, the cognates, what they mean makes magic happen and makes things go Mm -hmm. that however is not the crux of it it's more about the the power struggle of england as a superpower and and uh, other nations sort of uh going against that and kind of resisting it is called babel or the necessity of violence oh um that's like the subtitle but Mm -hmm. yeah it's I think you can skip it, to be totally honest. Oh, no. I, I, this is, I don't usually come on here and... And, and, and bash a book. <laughs> but this one is... I'm going to finish it just because I'd like to go to this this book club and talk about it. But it, yeah. it's it's actually not all that dark academia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely more about the politics of the time than it is about the setting in Oxford. Oxford is more of a background drop, but mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's not my favorite. Quang well, um, <laughs> is getting a lot of talk right now because of her most recent book, Yellowface. Yes, which I just listened to a podcast that was just you know praising Yellowface through and through and through, um, which also kind of deals a little bit with you know language and time and place and. Yeah, I don't actually know that much about Yellowface, but mm-hmm. yeah, Miss um, Quang is she's very smart and mm-hmm. she is a good writer, but she she's. Very proud of herself for 
for her time at Oxford. Right, right. I usually find <laughs> Which she should be. Yeah. That's an incredible accomplishment. I usually find that those those books that are, you know, twenty two hours, if I have if I have the book and the audio book mm-hmm. and I can like double up, it it speeds it up a little bit. How's the reader? The reader's okay. They also have, there's two readers. There's one who reads the main thing and every footnote is read by a different reader. Oh. Um, Why are there footnotes? Because this is an academic text. But it's not, it's, I, but it's fiction. Yes, I'm aware. Oh, I don't like, oh, I, I have feelings now. Uh, you, you might need to come to the book club <laughs> even if you haven't read it. <laughs> Why are there footnotes in a fictional? Because oh. she went to Oxford. <laughs> oh no, I don't like this at it's all. Not, and, it's, and I love dark academia. <laughs> like for my uh, my November book club for, through the Ostrander Branch Library, we're, we're doing a book that we read once through this book, through our other book club called The Likeness by Tana French. Mm-hmm. And it is um, like pure dark academia. So mm-hmm. I don't know, swing and a miss. Aww. We might have to get. I might have to get more involved in this book club because they keep picking real stinkers. The past four <laughs> or five months have not been, <laughs> not been my cup of tea. Our, so our personal book club is getting a roast this morning. Little, I love all of them dearly. I do. Did you know, yeah, <laughs> but there's it's a lot of fantasy. Yeah, and yeah. I know. I they they do though honor me. They honor me once a year, and they let us do a nonfiction, and I get so happy about that. Yeah, but I had to talk Babel today because otherwise, I've just been reading Five Chili Peppers. Yeah. So, and it's not easy to talk about on radio. Steamy romance. <laughs> I found a book that I actually can't give my own personal recommendation to, but I can give like the rest of the internet's uh, recommendation to. It is a debut novel. It is called The Center, and it is spelled C-E-N-T-R-E. Uh-huh. The, the Centre. <laughs> no. um, and it is by um, Aisha Manazir Siddiqui. Um, I will spell most of that for you. Aisha is A-Y-E-S-H-A, Manazir, M-A-N-A-Z-I-R, and Siddiqui is S-I-D-D-I-Q-I. And yeah. this is a story about um it, it's very dark i will so it's perfect time of year for a spooky something kind of dark thriller um actually one of the podcasts that i was listening to that was really recommending this was saying it was a great summer thriller read um just a page turner mm, okay you know? yeah she, the the person who was recommending it was saying like when i go on holiday i want to you know sit and devour something that i can't put down mm-hmm. and so she likes thrillers for that and so um b- basically we have a um a Pakistani translator who's in London, and she is. Um, sh- her dream is to kind of be a translator for literary novels, and that would be like the perfect thing for her because she she knows so much. She's a linguist. She knows so many languages. Did she go to Babel? I don't know because that's what they do there. Oh, do they? Yeah. Well, she went to <laughs> the center. Ooh. What if they're intertwined? What is it? 1820? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, and so she she's 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 struggling. She's she's not getting the um, books that she wants to publish. She's not getting the or to to translate. She's not getting the jobs. This and that. So she's just kind of like helping people out. And um, so she ends up meeting um, a man who she gives some lessons to and um, she's trying to teach him how to speak Urdu and it's not working like he is just not picking it up and Mm. um, so finally you know she goes on a trip and they've kind of have a relationship now and he comes along and he meets her family and then miraculously he's speaking fluent Urdu Mm. and she's like what happened how in the world and he basically is like well I'll tell you but it's going to have a cost. And she's like, okay. And he's like, I went to the center. 
And she's like, well, what is the center? And he's like, well, it's a place where um, they can teach you any language in the world in 10 days. And um, but there is a very specific method with how they teach you. And I can't tell you about that. You just have to go to go to experience it if you want to. And so she is kind of like, well, that's very interesting. And he says, oh, and by the way, um, I'm only allowed to tell one person and you're my person. So don't tell anyone else. So there's secretiveness. There's, you know, what is the center? What's happening? You know, Ooh, mysterious. with, you know, this place. Um, the cool thing about this, like, story is that basically whenever she figures out about the center, this elite invite-only program that guarantees absolute fluency in any language in just 10 days. Sign um, me up. She go ahead and enrolls, right? <laughs> And she, you know, kind of like it's like when you go to the hospital or prison or anything and they're like, take all of your things and put it in a bag and oh, put it okay. over here. <laughs> so those two things are very they different, Nicole. They seem similar <laughs> in certain ways. I all do. of your personal wares. There you go. go. Little bag over here. Um, so she realizes that there are some disturbing hidden costs of the services that the center is offering. Um, big picture, like book club book talk about this, um, appropriation, like how do you experience language without experiencing culture? How do you um, mm. learn language without um, knowing the specifics of, you know, the context? I'm adding it to my my list of books for potential book club yes. for and Ostrander. Of course, ultimately, what price would you be willing to pay for success? So- the Center, spelled the British way, C-E-N-T-R-E, um, by Aisha Man Manazir Siddiqui. Um, this one, I like. I only got to hear the book talk about it, like I said, on several different uh, book talks. And I was like, I'm all in. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a debut? It is a debut. Yep. My book club loves debuts. Love We've had debuts. a lot of success with those. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good time. All right. So we are going to we are already at like our halftime break and we are going to take a break. And on the second half of the show, we are going to be talking ghost hunting. Ooh. So do not miss it. Um, <laughs> stay tuned. Thank you, Gage. And we are so happy to be here today. Your hosts are Nicole Fowles with the Delaware County District Library, Hannah Simpson. Bow, bow, bow. We're so happy um, to just be alternating back and forth between the communications <laughs> department and Molly. And today we have a phone guest joining us. It is Lisa Roris from the Tri-C Ghost Hunters. And Lisa, are you on the line? I am. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. We're so happy to have you calling in with us this morning. We have got uh, so much to talk about. But first, I just want to say, like, tell us about Tri-C Ghost Hunters and how you got involved with them. Sure. Uh, Tri-C Ghost Hunters, the Tri-C is Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati. So we kind of break up the state and surrounding areas uh, based on geography. Um, I myself am one of the lead investigators and case managers for the Columbus team. Um, back in 2013, there was a, a few of us that were members of a different paranormal team. And uh, we just decided that, you know, the direction that that group was going in was a little different than, than what we wanted to do. Our, you know, our heart, our passion is to help people. Mm -hmm. Uh, feel comfortable in their homes and businesses, 
and and to find the truth and and in a lot of cases find logical explanations um, that could be causing what the client actually thinks is paranormal. So uh, several of us left that other group and actually formed Tri C Ghost Hunters back in 2013. Um, and the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and we're so happy to have connected with you with the Delaware County District Library. You will be at our Liberty Branch Library on Wednesday, October 4th at 6 p.m. Um, we do ask that people pre-register for that program. What are What's a taste of what somebody's going to hear whenever they come to the program on Wednesday? Sure. So I'll be bringing a, a handful of our team members with me. And um, I usually pop up a little slide presentation for them, um, teach them some basics on some of the equipment that we use, um, and then we also give them a taste of some evidence that we've actually captured at some other cases over the years. Um, And then a big part of the um, session is question and answer. You know, everybody is so curious about the paranormal and paranormal investigating uh, you know, rewind 10 years ago, it was it was taboo. You really didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's just so much more widely accepted. And there's a lot of curiosity out there. So a good portion of it is going to be question and answer. And you never know where it'll go. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, what percentage of your audience do you think is like skeptic- skeptics versus believers or hecklers versus, you know, diehards? I would say 80-20. 80 show up because they're all in total believers. Right. And then you have that 20% and you can just read their body language. <laughs> they're kind of slumped in their chair. Their hands are crossed over their chest. Somebody and, brought them. And, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Somebody drugged them, you know, to the event. So, you know, those are the people that I try to speak to. And and it's it's actually fun to kind of watch as the session progresses they kind of sit up a little straighter in their seat the arms come off their chest and then they start asking questions too and you know silently in my mind I'm like yes I got them (laughs) Uh, yeah a hundred percent converts by the end (laughs) I don't know about a hundred percent um let's say 90 to 95 there we go (laughs) excellent now when you are uh what's the word, investigating a location, uh, how many of those are homes versus businesses versus historical sites? Like, what's that sort of breakdown? Yeah, I would say um, probably 70% are private homes. Um, and the last 30% really, in my opinion, are, are, are broken down between um, historical sites and businesses. Um, historical sites, um, we've really kind of found our niche in historical sites. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's been a blessing, I think, for the historical site and then also our team to be able to partner together. And we use our experience and, and talents in the investigation and paranormal field to help the historical sites actually raise money for preservation, restoration, things like that. Um, so, so the focus is getting, I guess, shifting more and more as the, the word gets out to the public that we are willing to help in those situations. Mm -hmm. Um, businesses kind of sprinkled in there. It's hard with businesses because number one, they don't want the public to know in most cases that something's (laughs) going on because it'll hurt business. Um, and then also, you know, we have locations where 
um, bars and restaurants, you know, they can't just oh, shut down, um, you know, from 7 p.m. to midnight or whatever it is for us to investigate because then they lose that on sale. Mm-hmm. So um, so that's, that's getting less and less. But residence is probably the biggest thing that we uh, focus on in most of our cases that come to us. And, and like I said in the beginning, you know, it, not everything's paranormal. Uh, first and foremost, we want to find logical explanations mm-hmm. for the claims that the uh, client is, is telling us and experiencing. And, and I can't even imagine living in a house that you do not feel comfortable in. Uh, we're actually working on a case right now. She hasn't slept in her house in two weeks. She's staying oh. at an Airbnb. So we're working with her to work through some of the things and, um, you know, our team has been in contact with her a lot. She's a little bit hesitant to bring us in to do an investigation. She's afraid that it will ramp up the activity, which is always possible. Um, So, you know, the the end goal is we want our clients to feel comfortable in their home or business and and we'll do whatever we need to, to, to help make that happen. If it's an investigation, if it's just listening to them, because everybody else thinks they're crazy, you know, we'll, we'll listen to them, we'll talk it through with them. Um, and, and we do not charge for our services. I, I want to throw that out there. Oh, that's our amazing. team is completely volunteer. Wow. Um, from our events, our, our presentations, our investigations, um, that is completely free. Our volunteers are, are wonderful people from all walks of life, blue collar, white collar, military law enforcement, we have a great mix of investigators, which are all uh, background checked, by the way, every single year. That way, you know the, the caliber of person that you're letting into your home or business. Oh, that's that's really great to know. Um, we Okay, so you've got somebody who calls you and says, you know, I think that there's something strange happening. It could be paranormal. You, you make it to their home or their business, and you either... Um, debunk or, you know, confirm with evidence like, yeah, we actually do think that this could be paranormal. We can't find any other um, logical reason that Mm -hmm. this scenario is happening. What happens next? Do you um, what do you what do you do after that? You've confirmed it. Now, do we exercise it? You know, (laughs) what what do we do next? Yeah, we definitely we are we are not demonologists. Right. You know, exorcists. and every case is different. A lot of times the, the uh, client just wants to know what is going on. Mm-hmm. And, and luckily, a lot of times we can say nothing's going on. We found this explains this, this explains this. And then they're like, oh, thank God. And we all move along. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the ones where we are still scratching our heads and, and we, we're honest with them. You may have something paranormal. Um, you know, we don't have a logical explanation. So it is possible. Every case is different. We will work with the clients and ask them, what do you want? Mm-hmm. You know, What's we the have resolution for you? And, yeah. Absolutely. Every client wants something different. Uh, some will say, don't do a thing. I just wanted confirmation and, you know, don't make it go away. Mm-hmm. Um, some say, get it out of here. Okay, well, we have, you know, I, I can't guarantee you that we're going to be able to get it out, whatever it is. Right. <laughs> but we do have psychics and mediums that we can bring in and they can work with us to help identify what exactly is there. Um, and a lot of times something as simple as me telling the client, this is your home. Take your stand respectfully and out loud you tell the spirit, 
you're scaring me. I don't want you here. Or, hey, it's okay that you're here, but you are scaring us. Can you just leave us alone? <laughs> Tone it down a little stay. bit. Yeah. <laughs> you can stay, but we don't want to hear or see you, you know? Yeah. And honestly, a lot of times that does the trick. <laughs> That is that is so neat. Okay, we've got a couple minutes left, but let's talk about um, let's talk about equipment. People who have watched the ghost hunting shows that really like rose in popularity in the you know late two thousand like or, you know two thousand five to like twenty fifteen. Um, they they see the EVPs and they see the you know all the different things. Like how much of those are um, worthwhile and how much are just junk. Uh, that's really tough. Uh, I think for every piece of equipment that you find uh, positives for, um, I could counteract with a negative. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I could say, well, walkie-talkies or cell phones will also set it off, things like that. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we use multiple pieces of equipment at the same time to, that, that actually take different readings and react to different things to see if they will interact together. Mm -hmm. um, so it's more about instead of just using one piece of equipment, to use multiple pieces of equipment. Um, like but journalists I always of tell the paranormal, double-checking your sources. Yeah. <laughs> your best tool are your senses. Mm -hmm. A lot of these cases we'll go into, and yes, we'll use the equipment, but your five senses are your best tools that you have. It is it is very, very true. Um, we've been talking with Lisa Roris of the Tri-C Ghost Hunters. There is a program coming up at the Liberty Branch Library on Wednesday, October 4th at 6 p.m. Um, in our community rooms. We still have space available for you to register. Um, you're going to want to do that at DelawareLibrary.org slash event and uh, go to October 4th. Click on that Ghost Hunters link and uh, you'll be able to register for it. Lisa, it's been such a pleasure talking with you this morning. I can't wait to see what you will present on Wednesday. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right. Well, in this final part of the show, we're going to go through a couple things that we've got coming up at the library. Of course, we want to see you at Ghost Hunters on October 4th. But we've also got, um, if you're still available this Saturday, tomorrow night, if you're not going to, there's also a Ghost Hunters walk in the Northwest neighborhood, but tickets are sold out. So ah. unless you bought your ticket long, long ago, you're not making it to that. So if you're a teen, you can come and play Dungeons and Dragons at the Orange Branch Library. Always a great time. It's after hours from five to eight. That's always a good time. Um, we've got our seed swap starting up at yes. the Liberty Branch. I don't know how to do any of that, but... My thumb is is black. Yeah. <laughs> um, not green. No. But if you do have a green thumb and th these uh, are generally native plants or heirloom plants that mm -hmm. you've cultivated, we've got bring them into the Liberty Branch. Yeah. Pick up some new varieties for yourself. That's right. That's right. Because we were saying that if there are any leftover native plants from the native plant swap, swap a couple weeks ago, you can still pick those up. No. Are they gone? Those are gone. The they plants gone. are gone. But the seeds, the it's seeds time for are seeds. Coming. Yes. So come and you can bring seeds or take seeds. That should be much less messy than the native plants. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, <laughs> this is um, Around the World in Books and Bites on Tuesday, October 3rd at 1 o'clock is meeting at Aladdin's Eatery. Yum. They're talking about the stationery shot by Marjan Kamali and um, if you know Joy and you have been 
participating in Around the Book, Around the World in Books and Bites with Joy. This is her last one. Yes, it is. So come and say goodbye to Joy. She is moving on to greener pastures. We will miss her very much. This has been such a fun program. Yes, it has. All right. Well, we will leave you with that. Um, Again, come to Ghost Hunters on October 4th and read books. Have a great time. Thank you for being my co-host, Hannah. Always a pleasure. Thanks for driving the board, Gage. Mm -hmm. Until next week, we will see you in the stacks. 